Before we begin, remember we are not medical professionals or lawyers or the like. We just like to tell people what they should do in their life. Also, we're drinking a lot. So take everything we say with a grain of salt and a lime wedge and a shot of tequila. It's good. How are you doing? I'm doing very well as well. Thank you. Oh, good. I am glad you were well as well. Thank you. I'm yes. a little sleepy, but I'm good. Oh, yeah. You had a good day then? Nice relaxing day? Yeah, it was a very much needed three-day weekend of doing mm-hmm. almost nothing. Um, I had like a, a full weekend anxiety attack last weekend that led to me getting sick and just not, you know, being relaxed having like any recharge so being able to do pretty much nothing this week and for a three-day weekend was uh wonderful yes that's exactly what it should be yeah how are you how was your weekend even though you unfortunately did not get a three-day weekend yeah um, we're recording on MLK, by the way, in celebration of... I just don't understand how I, like, you in a public college situation and me in, like, yeah. a capitalistic company situation, of those two, I'm the one that got the day off. Yeah, well, I get two weeks off during Christmas, so... Fair. Fair two full enough. weeks off, basically. Well, a week off, but yeah. Um, well, the idea is that it's supposed to be a day of service. Okay. And so we either work for the, the place or we volunteer at specific places that, that my college put together. And then we volunteer in the community and it's actually, it's lovely. Actually, I, I really kind of enjoy, I feel like I'm, you know, doing something good and I'm okay day and uh, but unfortunately, I have to drive into Flint in order for me to participate. It's so like an hour drive, t- isn't it? It's like an hour drive, yeah. And so I, uh, so I decided to just work or take a vacation day, and I worked today. So okay, okay. I, I think I miss. I think MSU does. I think the bigger universities tend to do that, like a day of service. I like <sighs> that. I really love that. So. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have a friend who, like. who I know because, well, I, I, I do, I do kind of prefer it because I don't, it's really part of the, tis the season. It, it emphasizes why we have that. Right. That sort of day off, but yeah, anyway, so <laughs> I worked, I worked. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I got that. That makes sense. Yeah, I think. It's fun. So. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. I still have a bit of a cough, so sorry about that. It's yeah. so much better than it was. Um, yeah, like Chase was sick for like three weeks. I was sick for about a week. I don't know if it was flu, because I had my flu vaccine and he didn't. So mm-hmm. it lasted so much longer for him. Um, or everyone's talking about like the mystery virus of 2022, which Chase got it like right before Christmas. Um, someone was like, do you mean RSV? And I was like, I think RSV no, is mostly just for children, but I mean, adults can't get RSV, but usually it attached, like it's like older people that have issues with it and stuff like that. So I, I have no idea, but it's been like a week of 
It started last Sunday when I was, because I was just like so, like rem, like revved up all weekend with anxiety mm-hmm. that I was just more successful. Success- yeah, Susceptible. 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 Thank you. Yes. It's a hard one. Yeah. It's got those those same syllables in a row. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Back to therapy. Um Yay. Yeah. Yep. Scheduled that one pretty much right away. Yep. Mm-hmm. And thankfully this time, I'm like last time where I like waited like three months and then I was like, oh, maybe I should talk to my therapist about what was going on then. So did yeah, that right uh-huh. away. And we're going back into more regular to help me um, mm-hmm. develop better skills for dealing with anxiety. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's going to be good. I take a medication, um, which is helpful <laughs> it yeah. takes the edge yeah. off it takes it takes the fight or flight away basically yeah. that like I'm gonna I'm she gonna run, some... run away or, or fight somebody it takes that yep. edge off and that's what I yep. needed yeah she gave me some physical things to do to help mm-hmm. um with that and then the next step is going to be the cognitive stuff it's funny because the other day Chase and I were talking about like anxiety and about like especially like my insomnia and how mm-hmm. that's been really bad lately. And I just sit there and think and just like cycle, cycle, cycle. And Chase is like, have you ever tried like breathing exercises? And I was like, I can't do breathing exercises. They actually make me more anxious. And he's like, mm-hmm. what? And I was like, I don't know what it is. It's like, I feel like if I start paying attention to how I breathe, my brain will forget how to do it by itself. And then I will not continue breathing, which I yeah. know is not how it works. But that's what I feel like. And I like, and he was like, it blew his mind. He had never heard of such a thing. We've had and this I, conversation before. We've talked about we? this okay, before. I on mentioned the it to my therapist, too, yeah. and she's like, "That's actually very common for people with high, high anxiety to feel that way." <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But I guess I like just really explicitly told him this, and he had mm-hmm. like no idea, and it just oh, blew yeah. his mind. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah. I had all these things I was going to tell you and I didn't write them down. It's a hell of a thing. Yeah. Um, let's see. What did I do? I went to a poetry reading. Ooh. Yeah. So it's this this club, uh, a poetry club that's also tied to the Chicago, a poetry club in Chicago. And mm-hmm. so they, they create a book every two years and this has been going on for two years no every cool. year and this has been going on for two years and so they have two books now and they did a reading for the opening for the launch of the second book and they read a Chicago poem and a Lansing poem and and um it was really nice it was really nice about, about two hours of hearing some nice nice some um good poetry it's it's pretty good stuff it's strong poetry and um it wasn't really long so that was helpful I'm like I need to spend time with people but I can't commit a lot of time because right. <laughs> my brain does not want to spend that much time with people so I have to kind right. of slowly reintroduce myself to people again yeah yeah mm-hmm. I'm like I forget how to talk to people right how to have a conversation Right. And I was in a room full of academics, and I'm like, oof, it's a little. <laughs> I'm like, I'm supposedly an academic, and I'm a little. Uh, I was a little anxious about that. <laughs> yeah, I get that. <laughs> um, did you watch the movie The Menu yet? No, I haven't. Sorry, I haven't. 
You need I will. to. Sorry. I really enjoyed it. And I also, we watched it I th- like last weekend. And it was one of the few things that like broke me out of my spiral for a while because I was like oh. so engrossed in it. Mm hmm. Because it was Ooh. very like, yeah, I don't, it wasn't great, but it was like, I really, I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see, oh God, what was that name? That movie was Samara Weaving. Hide and Seek or something like that? Or was is it Weaver? No, it is Weaving. Oh, it's Weaver. Movie. There's like this, it rem- oh, it is Weaving. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> she was in this movie called uh, <laughs> Ready or Not. Did you see Ready or Not? No. I, I actually it. fucking love Ready or Not. Um, <laughs> so it reminded me of that, except like less, like it wasn't quite as gory as Ready or Not. Like the premise of it was, because um, like Chase is like, that's a horror movie, right? I'm like, I literally have no idea what this is. And I actually <laughs> like at the end of it would not have called the menu a horror movie. Uh-huh. Um, but like Ready or Not, which I think is very similar to, is a horror movie. But okay. Oh, you said it's gory. I don't really do like the menu isn't gory, right? No, I don't really do gory. No, there's very, very minimal gore. There is okay. some gore, but like not okay. not excessive, not like torture porn gore, not like like there's okay. some, but it's pretty clean. Yeah. Um. And yeah, uh, yeah. there are some. There are some kind of gory moments but like it's not as prevalent like in ready or not the premise of ready or not is a woman marries into a a family and they have this game that they play where every year i think i know that yes i think i know what you're talking about actually and that one was gory as shit but it was like funny (laughs) gory like Uh conscious gory Mm -hmm. but um like hide and seek and trying to kill her so Yes, I think I remember the the trailers for that. I like I watched that on an airplane. I had no idea what it was. Watched it on an airplane. I was like, I love this. <laughs> I did love it because I loved it so much. I can do like comedic gore, like if they know that it's a joke, like it's the joke. That one can, to me I came off as comedic gore. I can do that, like like supernatural gore in the supernatural shows that, yeah. that's more comedic gore like, right. Right. <laughs> yeah i can do that because i it's not taking itself too seriously right that's kind of how i would that's how i felt about um ready or not okay 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 maybe i'll i will try that out um i oh, it was really funny i have been watching well it took me it happened i took me two days to watch a show called uh, Saving the Manor. And it's, it's a reality TV show and it's. Oh my God. I saw it. I haven't watched it, but I saw it. Like, should I watch this? (laughs) You should totally watch it. It's so adorable. It's like a murder mystery reality show. No, 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 no. No, no, no. no. Maybe it was something different. It's a, it's a, it's a um, DIY. uh, They, they, bought a manor and they're gonna save it oh yeah no this is not what i was thinking of anyway <laughs> i think it was on amazon um okay but uh it was it's it's in england uh and they bought uh like a 300 year old manor that had a previous owner and then the king that owned it so it's like a king 
an owner and then they own it now and it's two gay guys and they're just that one of them's an architect and one of them's like interior design and it's just adorbs and they're going through each like each episode is where they do a section of it and it I want a manor. <laughs> I want a manor. <laughs> they they um they are uh, renting out the rooms for va- for vacation for vacationers. Nice. So um, but it was just just such joy, and yeah, it's such joy. I'll have to check it out. <laughs> um, I love how our our podcast is like half movie yeah. and tv show review and half <laughs> and recommendations questions. yes <laughs> <laughs> i watched i started watching amsterdam new amsterdam mm-hmm. i don't know why i love me a good cheesy heart stringy <laughs> medical drama but here i am <laughs> Uh, I, think and, I, I was done with that I was done with those kind of dramas after uh, Grey's Anatomy a couple of years I, of Grey's you know, Anatomy and I'm like I'm done I got through like 18 seasons of Grey's Anatomy I started rewatching it during COVID like I stopped originally and then I started watching it again um, yeah this one seems to have less of that like interpersonal drama thankfully mm-hmm. well, I mean, maybe not as much but how Jocko and um, but so I just started watching that and then that and what is it, copaganda? I am like, I, it was so funny. Like the other day, I was just finished the most recent episode of SVU, and it tried to go right into Chicago PD. And I was like, no, I'm at my limit for copaganda. And then I was like, <laughs> that's not true. I'm a sucker for it. Um, but yeah, that's just I can't get away from it for some reason. I don't know. Chase is like, you like the shittiest TV. I'm like, God, I know I do. I, I know, really, I know. I'm fully aware that a lot of the stuff I <laughs> watch too. is absolute shit. And I find it very enjoyable. It's because, you know, you think for like, you're really hard thinking for at least, at least eight hours, minimally eight hours. Yeah. Problem solving, thinking really hard. You just want to watch shit. So you don't. I do. I want to watch something that I can have on my TV and also be on my phone and it doesn't really fucking matter. And yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I watched a couple episodes of that. And then I went for a walk. And no, sorry, dogs. They got, Jack was like, what? I'm like, no, not for you. I went out for lunch <laughs> to a place that's nearby and I walked there Ooh. because it's so nice out. And I read my book, which sucks. It's so, oh. my book is so boring. And I'm just like trudging through it. And it's so boring. I'm not even like storing any of it. It's yeah. the second in a trilogy. I liked the first one. I've heard most people say that they couldn't read the second one. Part of it, like the main character, like has amnesia and it's like he's being told to her or something. I don't know, and I don't fucking care. <laughs> so I'm just, but my friends are like, "Just wait till the second half. The second half is crazy, and it picks up and it goes." I'm like, "Okay, but also, I'm forty percent of the way through this book. I give a book yeah. five chapters usually. I only had to read the first one for my book club, and I'm just like, I don't care. I, <laughs> I'm like doing it, but I don't care, and it's taking me forever because I don't give a shit." So. Yeah, I've I've had those. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sure it. by the end of it, I'm gonna be like, holy shit, it blew my mind. Well, but <laughs> but so 
I walked, got a soup and a salad, a glass of wine, and read my book is what I was, what I was going like for. That's what I did for lunch today, and then I walked back. It's so nice out. And apparently there's a winter storm warning for tomorrow, and we are only just losing the snow that's been on the ground. And apparently this is the longest that more than two inches of snow has remained on the ground in Denver in over 11 years. Really? Yeah. Wow. Wait, so, say that again? I was thinking about something else. And <laughs> so, I pretended to say, wait, really? Just... <laughs> so uh, we had a snowstorm mm, the Wednesday after Christmas. Okay. And there's still some of that snow on the ground. And it took a really long time to melt. And everyone was like, God, this feels like it's taking forever. And then there was actually an article in the newspaper that said, it was the longest time that more than two inches of snow had remained on the ground in Denver in over 11 years. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because usually it snows and then it warms and up and it all melts again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this like, like I, we still have patches of it out there right now. And we've got a winter yeah. snor- storm warning for tomorrow, I guess. Winter storm. storm I know. Storm. I know. Um, no, I'm doing <laughs> the same thing right now. I couldn't say Agatha Christie. Uh, I couldn't say susceptible. Yeah. Did I say it right? You did it. Yes, you did. Yes. You did. Yes. We don't have a winter storm. And I'm like, it's February. Where's our snow? Like, it's almost February. I guess it's not February yet. Where's our snow? It's still January. Where's our snow? There's a winter all, storm moving across the country this week. It's just rain so for it's us. Coming it coming your way. Like. It's just <laughs> rain for us. Ugh. I know. Porthos does not like rain. I don't like rain or snow. So my dog is doing better. Thanks for asking. I'm sorry? What? My dog is doing better. Thanks for asking. I'm so glad. (laughs) I'm so glad that your dog is doing better. Yeah. It scared the crap out of me. I can't. I don't. Yeah. Thank you for that heads up that that's something that can happen. Apparently it's something that can happen. So uh, for our listeners, if we keep this in, um, my doggy. Who's this cute little Boston Terrier? How who's old apparently is he supposedly eight. They're That's thinking not even probably that older. Old. Yeah, they're thinking probably much older. I was gonna um, say both of my dogs are older than that. Yeah, he's like eight or nine, supposedly. That's what the Humane Society told me. And they gave me a specific date. So I thought it was accurate, but he feels older than that. So Yeah. Um he's still sp- spunky and everything but he's 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 older um okay so he uh uh he's one day on like a sunday or something he stumbles and i'm like oh that's kind of weird way that you landed that's kind of weird and we go on our lives and then like four days later uh we go for a walk in the middle of the day and he's kind of he's kind of stumbling a lot Mm -hmm. i'm like what's going on and then at the end of the day when i'm done with work he gets off the couch, gets ready to go outside and do his thing. And he's falling all over the place. Like, he oh. can't keep himself straight. And um, he can't, like, keep himself stood up straight at all. And he's, like, he's leaning forward and to the left. And his eyes are doing this weird jutty thing. Oh. And so he scared the crap out of me. And I call my vets and they're like, okay, is he eating and drinking? I'm like, Yeah. Like, well, he's fine then. We'll see him tomorrow. He's fine then. <laughs> Basically, if they're eating and drinking, they're like, oh, like, they're fine. Um, and so it turns out, I thought it might be an ear infection or something, which can mess with the equilibrium. 
But it turns out he has something like, I forgot, it's like vestibular disease or something that hits senior dogs, older senior dogs, and it just kind of shows up and then goes away. That's so weird. It's so weird. Yeah. And so uh, his eyes stopped doing that jetty thing a couple of days later, and he's, for the most part, I'd say 95% better. So... I'm glad, but, but scared the crap is, out of me. Yeah, no kidding. Like, poor pop. I'm glad he's doing okay, though. Yeah, he didn't notice anything was wrong. He's just like, woohoo! The the floor comes faster than it usually does. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, the other day we went for a walk, and I'm like he's almost all better. And then um, he went to go pee on a uh, uh a bush that was slightly uphill, just slightly uphill. He lifts his leg to pee in the bush and then his leg keeps going around. He rolls down the slight oh. hill. <laughs> he like lifts his leg and it just keeps going. And he goes oh, in circles no. down the hill. <laughs> it's okay. He's short. It wasn't a, it wasn't a long fall. <laughs> Did he pee all over himself? <laughs> no, he wasn't. He Did hadn't he had a chance to start yet. It? <laughs> He's basically been done being too, because it was the oh, end okay, of a walk. So that he was just and then he got back up. He's like, "Okay, let's go to the next bush." He just <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny to me. It was funny to watch. He's like, oh. "Okay, wh- what are you laughing at?" Let's move on. Or <laughs> <sighs> pop. Yeah. Yes. Now, what are you drinking? Uh, I'm just drinking White Claw. So yeah, just being really. Really basic today. What are you drinking? Yeah. Red wine. Okay. My apothic. My nice. apothic. I see apothic everywhere now. Like it's in like commercials and shows and stuff. Like really? they're pulling. Yeah, yeah. I saw. Where did I see it the other day that they were that they had apothic? Oh God, I don't remember. Nope, I don't. It's not there. But it was. I was watching something. I'm like, oh, that's apothic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, ah, I must have been listening to our our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good and expensive wine. That's my mom drinks the one. I think it's apothic and it's like aged in uh, like whiskey barrels or something like that. That's my barrel aged ones. Yeah. I like that every once in a while. It's almost too strong for me. The flavor palette is just like. But if you want to yeah. get drunk real fast, that's the one you go for because that's the one with the most. Mom is like a Cabernet and like drinker usually, so so yeah. those heavier reds. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm, yes. So should we try to answer some of these questions? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, we don't have to work too hard today. I feel like. Yeah, I agree. Let me find them. I had one I almost put in here, but then I decided I wanted to save it for a drunk episode. <laughs> so we need to schedule another drunk episode. Yes. <laughs> a Sunday where we could do three more or six more questions and like row. We could do it. Every, I was thinking if we did one every other month and then we could use those questions, like three of them once and then three of them the next month and then just do the other two more sober. Or yeah. Then get uh-huh. So that could potentially work if we want to do something like that. Yeah, Get yeah, more no, I like drunk that episodes. Idea. Mm-hmm. That way, we're not also not doing it every month, giving ourselves yes. some time to recover. But we're getting some of those in because I know mm-hmm. people enjoy those. 
Yeah. Um, okay. 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 Your questions. Think, yeah. Let's do it. Sorry. We got sidetracked. Um, okay. You first. Yes. Okay. So I 18 male have been talking to a girl, 17 year old female for about a month. And after going on a date with her yesterday, she told me that she's talking to one more guy and wants me to understand because she doesn't want to make a mistake and she wants to choose the right one. I'm new to dating and want to know if she's doing what if what she's doing is a red flag or is acceptable and normal. A couple of friends told me to block her and never talk to her again, but I just want advice from other people. Signed, future brother husband. <laughs> um, uh, yes. Uh, okay. Uh, it's only been a month. You're still really young. It's fairly common to date to be non-monogamous a month into a relationship, into a dating. Yeah. So I don't think it's a red flag. I don't either. Like if you had had a conversation already and been like, you've only been on one date. You've been talking. That's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you had had a conversation where like, I want to be serious and we shouldn't date and be monogamous to one another and shouldn't date other people and she still was, that would be a problem. But you haven't had that talk yet. Yeah, yeah. You're not I, at the stage for that talk yet. You've been on one right. date. <laughs> You've been on one date. You, you're not. You're not going to be engaged after one date. It's okay. Maybe this is the woman you eventually marry, but uh, it's not one date. I mean, you can also <laughs> be out talking to other people. Like yes, it's you, very as common. long as you just as long as you're open about it. Like I mean, uh-huh. and by open about it, I mean like you don't have to like she straight up told you, and I don't know that's necessarily all the, always the case. But, like, don't lie about it and, like, just get to that point where, like, and, and it'd be different if you were at this stage just having sex as well. Like, then that would be a bigger yeah. conversation, too. Like, are you yeah, sleeping yeah. with other people? Um, what do we, am I comfortable sleeping with someone that is also potentially sleeping with other people? But you're mm-hmm. not. It's been one day and you've been chatting for a month. Yeah. Totally normal. I think it's the opposite of a red flag. Yeah, she was so open about it. I wouldn't be yeah. that open about it. Yeah. She's a good communicator. I mean, yeah. That that's 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 a green flag. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. And yeah, no, I I kind of think that's the answer. Like your friends are, are are nuts. That's what a lot of their relationship what a lot of their dating life is going to be is they're testing the waters. It's not like <laughs> it's it's what a grown-up relationship is like. Uh-huh. Um it's not like that in high school, clearly, because everyone knows everybody's sort of thing. So, like, I get that, that maybe with that mentality, but, like, as an adult, I mean, she's 17, but still probably in high school, but still. Yeah. Um, like, she's being very mature about it, letting you know. Like, I'm actually still, like, there's another person I'm talking about, and I kind of, like, we're just trying to see who clicks here and who doesn't. I want to make sure I make the right choices mm-hmm. for myself and my future. So, I think that's very mature. Yeah, I mean, she's not asking for your Letterman drop jacket right now, so <laughs> it's okay. I think that that's a good sign, actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then, like, as you move on to getting more serious, if you do with this person and it yeah. keeps moving forward, then you can have that conversation later and be like, mm-hmm. hey, I, I would like to date you exclusively. That's what yeah. I would like from you as well. Um, she sounds like and, a person who will actually have that conversation with him. She's like, oh, yeah. you know, I really like you. Let's, I want to just date you exclusively. I and like, yeah. uh, you say you're new to the dating scene. And so just other like general safety tips is like when you're getting to the point where you want to start having sex with somebody, you should both go and get tested and yeah. you should make sure to be safe and be protected. 
um, just to protect yourself. But I mean, that's just, just and get, that's, test. yeah, sorry. Yeah. Go no, ahead. Sorry. I'm cross talking. Go ahead. No, go ahead. What are you going to say? Um, yeah, just get tested for the experience of it. Right. Just, yeah. you, you might be, you might not have had, uh, sexual contact with anyone previously but uh you know get the experience of it yep. like what is this like and then it it takes it's it's less scary yep and it uh-huh. shows her that you're serious about this too like it's something you want from her you should be able to like like you should do it as well even if you are you're a virgin like you haven't had sexual contact with somebody like yeah, uh, jennifer I'm trying, not, I'm trying not to use the word virgin because i hate that i know word. i hate the term Frankly, it's stupid. It's made of concept. But yeah. um, even if you haven't done anything, it still shows and helps prove uh, to her that you take this seriously. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you take her concerns seriously as well. So I think, and that's something you want, like, as you move forward in general with all your, with all relationships or yeah. any type of sexual activity as you move forward. Yeah. And uh, FYI, STIs aren't the end of the Like, it's not the end of the world if you get an STI or if she has an STI. A lot of them um, are treatable. Well, a lot of them are very tra- common. A lot like, of them, like, if it's herpes, they it goes into hibernation. You usually have that first outbreak, and a lot of people have herpes. Like, yeah, it's very it's okay. common. It's not the end of the world. Med- yeah. There are medications yeah. you can take that reduce, reduce your risk of having an outbreak and help protect your partner. Mm-hmm. Um, if they don't have it, have I ever told you my story about going to a clinic in Chicago? No, <laughs> possibly, but maybe not for uh, the podcast. <laughs> so, um, so when I was living in Chicago, I was, I would get tested regularly, mm-hmm. you know, um, at that stage of my life, I needed to just to ensure I was safe and keeping other people safe as well. And I, and I would go into, there's a clinic down the street from my apartment, which is really great. Nice. They test for everything. So, um, so you go and get your STI screening, they do an HIV screening and everything too. And so it was like the HIV portion of this test. And mm-hmm. the, the nurse comes into me and he goes, can we have this conversation in here? Ooh. And I have a full on three second i have aids how am i telling my family what like the whole thing this okay. whole spiral in like under three seconds and then uh-huh. i go is anything wrong he's like oh no i just have plans after this and it's faster for me to do it in here than having to move you to another room and he's like fuck, fuck you <laughs> fuck you <laughs> I think that was like, it was a very short period of, very short period but like i went through every scenario in my head yeah. in that short period of time and it was just uh no i just have to get out of here really quick like and this is faster and it's like you yeah. suck Oh yeah. I, I did you let him know that or maybe he I figured it out because so. of the look on your face, but uh, I you know what I was like maybe I, he's a little clueless too. I don't think I said anything. I was just like, okay. Like I I mean like I was like, oh okay, good, okay, sure. Um but like yeah, no, like not good bedside manner, let me tell you. <laughs> it was awful. This might be this might might be one of our digressions, but uh, I also have a recent, somewhat recent story about STI and STD, the terms, and so uh, I think <laughs> the terms, 
the terms. Um, uh, so, like, Good Morning America, one of those morning shows. It wasn't Good Morning. It was the CBS one. Um, they were doing a story about STIs, something in Europe. It, it was a story from Europe about STIs. And they said the term STIs. And so it's an American talking about this story. And the American is like, I guess I guess they call them STIs in Europe <laughs> and not STDs. And I'm like, no, they call them STIs here. This <laughs> is so out of date. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm like, where have you been for 20 right? years? <laughs> oh, my God. Like, that's uh, what we used when I took sex ed, but uh, not anymore. So why don't we use STD, the term STD anymore? Because disease sounds terrible. And yeah, and infections are treatable and manageable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> it just made me it made me giggle. I'm like, <laughs> no, that's not European, dude. <laughs> uh, two weeks before my wedding to Chase, um, obviously. I need to clarify that. Like I only had one wedding. <laughs> my wedding to Napoleon. I mean Chase. <laughs> I went to a friend's house for a bonfire and she um and I didn't bring a sweatshirt for some reason, so she let me borrow a sweatshirt. It was cold. And I had an allergic reaction to the detergent. And so, okay. like, two weeks before my wedding, I am covered in pipes, oh. these little spots. Mm-hmm. And they're so itchy, and it's so bad, and I don't know what it is. That I remember I this. Go <laughs> this terrified me. Yes. I go to the doctor, because I don't know what to do. And right. I'm miserable and I feel like actually like sick too, like a little sick and I'm itchy and I've got these little red bumps all over my body and my this stupid fucking doctor. My mom was so mad about this. Like my mom, and nurse, <laughs> I sent her pictures about this. She's like, this is bullshit. She told me it was scabies. Uh huh. The doctor, which, not your mom. Yes. Yes. Not my yes. mom. My mom was like, this does not look like scabies. What is she talking about? But the doctor was like, I think it's, it could be scabies. So, <laughs> so I'm <laughs> I'm freaking out because it's like they're little bugs basically yes. in your skin. It's and, um, for humans. It's ah, that's terrifying. Yes. And she's like, okay, it's easy to treat. You need to go to the you have to treat it on yourself and your husband. Chase, by the way, hates lotion of all sorts. Hates uh-huh. it with a passion. Huh. Um, yeah. And the treatment is a thick cream you have to apply from your neck down overnight and he's like he's like can we just treat you and see if it works and then if it's scabies we'll know and then I can treat me and I was like no because then if I'm treated and then you have it and then you'll get it and you then you'll give it back to me we have to both do it so he's so pissed at me for making do this but I'm like at this Walgreens waiting and a friend of mine comes up to me and he's like, Kim, how are you? And he goes to give me a hug. And I like break down sobbing oh. in this. I was like, don't touch me. <laughs> and he tells me the story. He's like, I've had scabies before. He's like, I borrowed somebody's boots. Like, not a big Ooh. deal. But the yeah. thing is, really, the reason I thought of this was because Chase was like researching scabies. And he goes, did you know that scabies is considered an STI? And I go, 
and I'm already like in this delicate mental state, <laughs> like, and I'm like, I'm not sleeping with somebody else. And he's like, oh no, that's not what I meant. That's not what I meant, Kim. And he's like, I just thought it was interesting because it, he's it like, can- I caught you. <laughs> he's like, I do not think that's the case. I just thought it was interesting. It can also be from like sharing clothing and stuff like that, but it's like a close physical contact kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So people sh- sleeping in the same bed can share. <laughs> But yeah, those are my two <laughs> close calls with STI stories. Uh, it was not. It was not scabies. It was an allergic was reaction. Yeah. I never. So now I'm careful not to use that detergent. And um, and that stupid fucking doctor that two weeks before my wedding, when I was already stressed enough, added to that mental load for me. Thank you so much. <laughs> So I think we answered the question for poor future brother husband is you're not a future brother husband. This is how dating works. It's okay. Yeah. It's not a red flag. You're good. Be careful. Yeah. You know, talk to each other. Communication is really key. Right. No one. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good one. That was a good question, by the way. I like that question. Mm -hmm. Okay. All these, all three of these are very short today. Yeah, yeah. I, it was easy to edit them down a little bit just to make sure that we could understand what we're saying. Yes. Okay. I have been invited to two weddings on the same day. The kicker? They both want me to be a groomsman. I have two close friends that planned their wedding for the exact same day. One has had it planned for at least a year, probably two by the time the wedding rolls around. The other just got engaged on Christmas and wants a wedding in seven months. Of course, I want to go to both, but that's not physically possible when they're 2,000 miles apart. What the hell am I supposed to do here? Signed, always a groomsman. So, presumably, the people that have been planning this longer probably asked you in advance to be a groomsman and you've already said yes. And so mm-hmm. you have to you you honor that commitment. That's oh, it. That's an easy that's really, yeah. Now, if neither, if they both have mentioned, but they haven't formally asked, and you haven't agreed, then you can take a look and say, "Who would I rather? Which one would I rather be at?" Mm-hmm. Um, but if you've already agreed to be a groomsman in one of them, and the other one comes to you and says, "Hey, I want you to be a groomsman," you have to say, "Oh, I thank you so much for thinking of me. I am so honored. I really wish I could be there." but I actually already have another wedding that I'm going to be a groomsman happening across the country on that date. And I, unfortunately, I already committed to that. Yeah. I feel like he would have already committed to the wedding that was planned a year ago that was started planning a year ago. That's Um, usually one of the first things you figure out. Right. It's who your grooms people are going to be. If not, if he just like, they both asked like same day. day. Yeah. Yeah. Same day. Um, I kind of depends on where they are at, right? Like, yeah. where do you want to take your vacation at? Do you want to travel? <laughs> you want the one that's close by, so you don't have to yeah. pay extra money. Like, there are things you can take into account. Yeah, that, you know, yeah. Like, I, I, I don't think it has to be like a moral, a moral quandary for you. It's like, you know, which is going to be the better time for you? Like, if you're if you're trying to not spend a lot of money, which is closest? Uh, right. Yeah, and then you send your regrets to the other people, and like, yeah, I, I think that's also legitimate. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I think that's kind of an easy, 
That's an easy one to figure out, I think. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, logically. Just, logically. Yeah. Like, there's a logic to this. And, it, yeah. It can get more difficult, of course, like, when emotions come in. When Like, like what if it's your second best friend that asked you a year ago and you already said yes to, but it's your best best friend? Mm, Still, mm-hmm. unfortunately, you already committed to the other person unless you yeah. want to tank that relationship and make yeah. it feel like them feel like something better came up. It's easier mm-hmm. and more understandable for the second person when you're like, God, I, like, I wish I could. But, you know, my, my buddy asked me six months ago to be a, a groomsman on that same day. And I already said yes. And I have to honor that commitment rather than going back to somebody else and being like, oh, um, I changed my mind. I'm not going to be able to be a groomsman for you because somebody else came up that I like better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That doesn't work. Unless you don't want to be friends with that person ever again. Yeah. <laughs> because that's an easy way to end that relationship if it's something you're looking for. <laughs> but it doesn't exactly. sound like it. Exactly. <laughs> Ugh. Okay, I think that's um, kind of the answer to that one, right? Sorry. All right, last question. Okay, we're good. Today, my boyfriend, 24 male, and I, 21 female, started talking about pet names. He mentioned that he nicknamed his ex after a food, which is honestly cute. I asked him if he had any ideas for me, and he jokingly told me whatever he calls me during sex, which is slut. I am devastated. I already have self-esteem issues. I knew he broke up with his ex due to a lack of intimacy, so I always make sure that I give him plenty of physical affection. Yes, including lewd stuff. I was planning to save myself for marriage, but we did it anyways. He was my first, and he took my virginity, which is a big deal for me. He told me it was a joke and is now profusely apologizing to me. Am I just a sex object to him? Signed, slut shamed. There's a lot going on in this. There's so many red flags. He had green There's flags so, earlier, well, red flags now. I, I feel like she has a lot of issues to work through, and he may have made a terrible joke. And But I, if he recognizes that it's a bad joke, I think he can be rehabilitated. Like I'm not too upset with him, which I, okay. I feel like he's 20, like you're young. You make stupid. I'm old and I make stupid jokes um, that we cut out from the podcast. So you, so people don't know how awful I can be. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I kind of, I kind of feel for this guy a little bit because he, he made a bad joke and he's apologizing profusely. He's realizing his error, but I think her self-esteem issues are pretty, need some help. Like she needs some therapy to kind of work through what's going on in her, what's going on in her, in her head. It's kind of where I'm I at. don't disagree like, with that. But this for me, the way this is reading to me is to throw the whole man out. Yeah. Uh, there's things in here she says, like, I was planning on saving myself for marriage, but we did it anyway, which makes me feel like. It was pressure, especially when he already told her he broke up with his ex because she wasn't having sex with him enough. So now she's like, so I make sure I'm always giving him that physical affection. And then like the yes, including lewd stuff. Like I do some freaky stuff. I don't consider any of it lewd. I feel like I'm comfortable with it. Like the stuff I like, I'm comfortable with. I wouldn't like, I would never. That's why I'm thinking it's more her. Like it's like, I think maybe she's not ready for this relationship. I think yeah, like, I think she's definitely not ready to be having sex, and yeah. I think that, and I, I feel that, like I agree with that, yeah. And like the way, like here, 
it honestly makes me feel like like she was pressured into a lot of this and was not ready for it. Well, someone who's ready for sex isn't pressured into anything, right? They want to do it. Exactly. Right? So it's... I, don't I can't think really she, fault like, him necessarily. I don't necessarily see a manipulative person in that. Oh, so I'm know, definitely worried that that is what's happening friends. here. And he was pushing her to fill, fill his needs and didn't care as much about hers. And her, like, like she wanted to wait. She, uh-huh. she felt like, I feel like this is manipulative because it feels like to me, he said, basically said, I broke up with my ex because she wasn't having sex with me enough. And that's how, and therefore the implied threat is, and if you don't have sex with me enough, I will also break up with you. And she does not sound like she felt ready to that for that. It's a very (laughs) short letter. It's a lot to read into it, but I feel very uncomfortable about this situation for this person. And I think she needs to break up with him and go to therapy to figure her own self-esteem issues out her own comfort level with where she's at and she needs to have a good foundation of that before she can get into a solid relationship yeah Yeah. if okay if my boyfriend jokingly said hey uh i think your pet name's slut and i'd be like haha no um we'd get past it pretty quick if he yeah 100 for that but she's she's not on level ground right now right and so it's hard for as the narrator she's narrating right so you can't really trust the narrator so it's hard for me to put anything on this guy as because she she may have taken things out of context right and so that's her perception of what he said and if that's her perception of what he said then she's obviously not ready to be in a relationship she's not ready to be with this guy i mean she's but it's hard for me to like paint this guy with sort of a manipulative brush. Right. Cause I, I'm not sure that I trust her narration and that's, because that's of fair. her self-esteem issues. So it's, that's also fair. So I'm not like throw the whole man out. Like it's, it's a term that we like to use cause it's funny, but um, yeah. uh, you know, it's, and it's a negative term for the man. And I think that he's, she's he's not ready too, for he's this kind little, of he's, relationship. She's ready. Yeah. She's not ready. She's easily pressured into things she doesn't want to do. Like apparently, she, uh, maybe she, did she communicate that well? Like, yeah. does she, does she know? Like, like, are you okay with yeah. him while you slept during sex? Like that too. Like, like I mean, it's I okay if you are. Okay. It's okay if you're not. Like both of I those. Know. But but it depends on your personal level of comfort and where you're at in your life and your relationship and your experience with your sexuality and your. Mm-hmm. And you can someday be okay with it. You can never be okay with it. That is totally yeah. fine. Um, but like, you need to be able to communicate that. And even if you're okay with it in the bedroom in certain situations and you're not okay with it out in life, also valid. 100%. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is. I just feel like this person is, this woman is not ready or comfortable yeah. in this relationship or like where things are. So I think that she does need to go to therapy. Cheers. We said therapy already cheers. didn't cheers for it. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Cheers. cheers. And um, I think you need to do some work on yourself. Well, you, can you need to be a take, whole person like, and a confident person before you can be a whole confident person in a relationship. Yeah. Also, you can also continue to date. Like you can go to therapy. Cheers. And and maybe continue to date this guy or and maybe the therapist will kind of help you figure out 
what's what's going on in your head and feel more confident in your presentation and um like is she still i mean i hate to say she's young because i feel like you can experiment at any point in your life and learn from your relationships at any point in your life but it's okay to like also not be as confident in your relationships it's okay to learn from these setbacks or these experiences or like you wouldn't know you might not necessarily know how uncomfortable you are with that term unless you've had this experience like it's it all feeds into each other and therapy is going to help you kind of piece that out and together yeah it's part of the experience right is that Maybe she didn't want to have sex. Maybe she wants to wait longer. Maybe she doesn't want to wait till she's married to have sex. Like, it's okay. That's why I hate the term virginity. It's okay. It's a made of concept. Yes. You had so. a sexual, you've had sexual experience. So, so what? Yeah. So what? Does yeah. not affect your value as a human being. Mm-hmm. So. The term slut, yeah. though, if you don't like it, you don't like it. Yeah. And whatever. If you like it you in some it. instances and not in others, you like yeah. it in some instances, not others. Yeah. If, yeah. Yeah. Like that's I mean, also totally fine. I mean, if you're in the middle of a big O and he's like, oh, slut. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah. But, it helps you know, you. Not necessarily. But if you're in the middle when, of a big O and he's like, oh, slut, it kills it. Then you can yeah. also be like, never yeah. say that to me ever again. <laughs> yeah. just, not necessarily when, when you're buttering your toast or something. <laughs> Oh, that's a, that's a, the, literally buttering your toast, not, not, not figuratively, <laughs> or maybe, I don't know. <laughs> maybe um, you're into it in some instances in your everyday life and not others. Maybe you'd be okay with it on certain days yeah. or like when you're like, you know, like it's fine. Like whatever works for you. If you're never into it, then you're never into it. That's I feel also like fine. This is also like, I feel like this is also the era for this person to figure herself out, to figure mm-hmm. these things out. Don't mark yourself down to one person. Go explore. And be kinder to yourself. Yes. Like, like, you let him persuade you. And maybe you did, but, like, so? We're 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 an easily manipulated human race. (laughs) It's easy. Like, forgive yourself. Be kind. Because... That yeah. that guilt of maybe losing your un- quote unquote virginity, I just kind of reframe it. Like, and that's going to take some therapy to reframe things. But be kinder to yourself. Yeah, life happens. Yeah, but don't let people call you slut if you don't want them to. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that's also being kind to yourself. Yes, knowing your yeah. boundaries and your limits and. And that's a learning curve. Like I was a different person. I I knew I understood my boundaries differently when I was twenty one, as opposed and I to do now for sure. Right? For sure. Like, yeah. I mean, I'll do all sorts of slutty stuff now. I was like, <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> I'm all sort for the lewd. No, just kidding. <laughs> I'm very vanilla. <laughs> um, <laughs> Oh my God. just look at just look in my eyes while you're on top of me um <laughs> missionary only yeah, missionary only please <laughs> uh, all right we feel for you be kind to yourself 
Yes. Explore what's going on. It's okay. Go to a therapist to work through some of this stuff. I even, oh, even just question, to be a better communicator. Yeah. The question even is, am I just a sex it. object for him? I guess oh. I would say no. I would say I think it's a miscommunication. I would worry that yes, and so, but I think you need you should go to therapy and do some work to discover. Mm. I mean, I would not blame you for dumping him. I I felt some coercive vibes in this, but Jennifer didn't. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I I feel like the sex object, like sexuality and sex object, like can't you feel sex? Like she doesn't want to be. I feel hesitation about being sexual, and from the, the writer. And so any correlation between sexuality and sex object kind of goes together in her. I, I'm reading into it, obviously, but we both he, called you, he called you a slut as a joke. He calls you a slut when you have sex. Apparently I, it's okay to be sexual. <laughs> like it, You don't, also, it's not necessarily, it is a little objectified, but that's also part of the, Sort of Some sexuality like part, right? right? That's, that being said, like, oh, give also, it to me hard, sir. Like, I do say, like, to, Mr. Darcy, something you just said, Jennifer, made me think, <laughs> like, um, only you can know if it was said as a joke or not, too. Yeah, that's true. That's it's true. Like, like here, he said it was a joke, but like, you can look back and think of the tone of voice he said it in that we could never hear. We we weren't there. We don't know. It could have been like, hmm. I think the best nickname for you is going to be like what I call you during sex, slut. You know, like it could have been like lighthearted, or it could have been darker and meaner. And now he's trying to well, go back and be like, like it was even, just a joke. He didn't like, even say the word slut. Like I'm not. I don't think he. Oh, actually that's said the word true. Slut. That's, like he said, that's it's, very it's true. whatever I call you when when we're having sex. And she's like, you call me a slut when we're having sex. And I'm I mean, like, she okay. does say here, he jokingly told me that it's whatever he calls me during sex, which is uh-huh. slut. Um, so you're right. Maybe he didn't even say it. So I guess that is actually a completely different thing. I read it as him being like, I'm going to call you whatever I call you during sex, which is slut. But mm-hmm. if that's not what he said, it, if he was like, I'm just going to call you what I call you during sexy time. Um, <laughs> and so that's my name's totally Scott? a different read. Like- it's a totally different read. <laughs> And only oh, you, yeah, only, oh, only, <laughs> sorry, I'll let you finish your sentence. <laughs> it's fine. It's only this, only the letter writer can know the tone of yes. voice it was said in, how it was said. And so you're right. That actually like kind of gives me a little bit of a different read of it. So, yeah, yeah, it does. Cause it could it be gaslighty in like a, I'm going to call you like what you are. You're a slut. Oh, it was just, I was just joking. Like that way, like that could be gaslighty or it could be actually like done like a joke and you're just being very sensitive to it. It And only you can know. It could be that he likes a slut. It could be that he likes that. She's a little sluttier than his last girlfriend. It's like, Oh, that's a positive thing. And and then her reaction is like, Oh, that's not positive for her. Yeah, 100%. and so he's like apologizing profusely is what she says. Yeah, um, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, so, I don't know. Still, girl, you need some. Yeah, I think you could benefit some therapy. Oh, I cannot talk to figure things out and to be a better, just find better ways to communicate as well. Yeah, yeah, and experience. Your experience, like it's okay. Yeah. You can throw the whole man out. 
You don't want to be yeah. t- turned into a slut. Go ahead, throw them out. Um, you're 21 years old. I feel you're like you're going to run into this again and again and again, but that's what therapy's for, right? To kind of help right. you not repeat these patterns. Right. All right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That was a good time. Thanks, Kim. Yeah. You're yeah. the best. You're the you're best. My, you're one of my top five favorites. Oh, you're Actually, definitely wait, in my it. top five, too. Chase. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, you're definitely my five. Yeah, definitely my, yeah, uh-huh. And they move around, so it's like, you're my top one to right, right now, so... Chase is my top one right now, but I think you're my top number two. So if I had a Chase, not Chase particularly because he knows the crap out of Just kidding. I love him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love him. Um, if I had a Chase, I think he'd probably remain in the top. But I don't have a Chase, so I, I will take second for right now. Okay. I understand right, that you're, the person you devoted your entire life to is is first. But whatever. I don't know if I would quantify it as devoting my entire life to him or just. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess I, yeah, I wouldn't say Tied that. my entire, I chose to tie my life to with, with. Yeah. Cause yeah, you have an, undead, you have an, an identity outside of Chase. That's for sure. Okay. okay. All right. Anyway, that was definitely I'm, for a moment. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm through I a bottle you. of wine. So yes, I love you. <laughs> I will talk to you later. Bye. 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 Thank you so much for listening to Inebrated Input. I'm Kim. And I'm Jennifer. If you enjoyed the podcast, please rate and review us so other people can find us. If you didn't, then bugger off. JK, we like constructive feedback. Feel free to tell us. (laughs) And please, 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 please send us your questions at inebriated.input at gmail.com. We can't make the podcast without your questions, and we promise that we will keep your name out of it. (laughs) Okay. You can also submit questions and learn more at inebriatedinput.com. If you want, you can also sponsor us on Patreon, where we have cool swag as thank yous. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. 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 Bye.